Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. We're so blessed that you're joining us today. You know, there is no doubt that our children today are facing things on a daily basis that we, their parents and grandparents, we couldn't even fathom a few years ago, let alone when we were growing up. I mean, family time today is almost non-existent. The days of playing in the yard or gathered around a kitchen table playing board games at home, they're, they're not even remotely like they were when we were growing up. Today, kids have their own smartphones when they're in elementary school. They spend their days, nights, weekends in the online world. They receive news, commentary, and their values from social media influencers. Most of the time, the values being taught are not the values you would like to have instilled in your children or grandchildren. Our guest today is an expert in helping you to develop character traits, godly, moral character traits in your children and grandchildren, and the life skills that go with them. Dr. Christine Van Horn is an author, teacher, speaker. She's the author of six books, with three of them focusing on teacher character, teaching character and foundational values. Her most recent book is Teach Your Children Timeless Truths in Uncertain Times. Praise God. She's been the team leader for a children's program called Character Club. She has a doctorate degree in theology, serves in the children's ministry at Insight Church in Tinley Park, Illinois. She was also on the faculty of the International College of Excellence Bible College. She also has a coaching program that brings all of these concepts together called Wisdom Decisions, Foundational Values. Her book and program are for all families, but her emphasis and foundation is biblical. She says her mission is to address the character problem and the issues facing families today. Help me welcome to the program, Dr. Christine Van Horn. Dr. Van Horn, thank you for taking the time to join us today. I do appreciate it. Oh, I am so honored to be here. Thank you so much. I I am looking very forward to this dialogue today. Amen. Now, the first question I always start with is this, other than the brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Christine Van Horn? Uh, Yes, I can. Uh, I am a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, and everything that I write is really from messages that he's given to me. So this current book that I'm talking about, this is something that he gave me years ago and led me through a process to teach character to children and then to develop this this book. And I have an online curriculum for it as well. And it's it's just him. I need to follow the Lord, and and that's that's where this has evolved from. Amen, amen. Now, in this information age that we live in today, where everything is literally at our fingertips, how challenging is it for us to teach our children how to filter out what's true and what's not true? It is very very difficult because they see so much. You know, they go to school in an ungodly world, and they see those things. They hear these things from their friends. They all have smartphones, 
And who knows what they're getting on those phones? And they're so young, they they tend to believe all the things that they see and that they hear. And that's why it's important that parents and grandparents really step up to the plate and put the godly influences into their lives and teach them the truth, teach them how to be true children of character, persons of character. If they don't learn these things when they're young, they're not going to have it when they're older as well. But there, there's so many obstacles that they face in life. Um, may I explain a few of those? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, we live in very uncertain times. Uh, you just have to look at the news. Uh, you know, on your recent uh, podcast with Tom Donnan, uh, he was talking about end times deception. And he said, just look at the news. And that's all you have to do. And you see the state of the world that we're in. Reflect back to when we were younger. And uh, I grew up in the 50s and 60s. Life was very, very different back then. You knew what you could do. We we could, you know, amuse ourselves with simple little games, you know, and we we went out and spent time with friends. Now kids want to just hang on their social media and, you know, be on their phones and they're they're missing so much. Yet if they see any of the things on the news, which are probably popping up on their phone, it they think that's the norm. And and it's not the norm that we really grew up with. So the the uncertainty of the times that we live in is is really difficult for them. What's also different is the the fast pace of information. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I was young, we did not have things occurring at the rate that they are today. And because they have their phones, they're getting stuff real time. You can see real time things that are going on mm -hmm. and things we maybe don't want our children to see because it's unfiltered. Yeah. You know, and it's not with the parents there explaining what's going on. So they they see all of these things and they have a very uh, odd sense that this is norm, you know, the norm. And it's really not. And for children, what's different for children than adults is they have undeveloped life experiences. So they don't have the experiences to know to filter this out or don't look at that or to, you know, that we would have as, as adults. So whatever they see, they're taking in and thinking this is the way it's supposed to be. And, and that is really wrong. Yeah, and yeah. then things are going on so quickly. You know, even if you look at things like, um, you know, violence upon children or, you know, school shootings, things are happening very quickly. And then they, it's, things are unclear, you know, and, and you have a military background, you know, from the military, when things are, are rapidly occurring, it's hard to understand what's going on and to filter it. Now put those kind of experiences into the mind of children yeah. and, and they don't know how to handle that. They, they yeah. just can't. In your book, you discuss this. It's called the fog of war. Yes, it is. So explain that a little bit, how it's affecting children. Well, the fog of war is a military term, and I actually uh, have a, a military master's degree. I was not in the military, but I have a military master's degree. And the fog of war is when when you're in situations in heated battle and things are very unclear and you don't know what's coming against you and you don't know how rapidly things are occurring or where the enemies are. And, and it's really like that for children today when they're in difficult situations, whether it's, you know, a, a school shooting or some threat or somebody tries to do something to them. Or it just could be bullying situations with their classmates. Um, it's it's a fog of war for them. And it, it just means kind of like what it says. It's a war for them. That is their war. Yeah. 
and and it's a fog. You're in a fog. You don't know what's going on, and you don't know how to process that. And it's so much more difficult for children, and they face these kind of things, you know, all the time, really in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. You know, you also share that you know when we were growing up, our school day started with a specific order. Yes. Begin each and every day. I remember, you know, a prayer and then the Pledge of Allegiance. I also remember when prayer was declared, quote unquote, unconstitutional and had to be stopped. Yes. And to me, if looking back on it, I think that was the beginning of the end of school and society as we knew it back then. What are your thoughts on this? It, it really is. The, the first book that I wrote was actually my doctoral dissertation, and it's called God in Schools. And I looked at that. Um, and, and that was just truly a leading from the Lord to write that. And that goes back like 12 years ago now. I, I have written that. But I really think that's what it was too. That's when everything changed. I I grew up in the private school systems, but it was like that everywhere. Public schools, you know, what's interesting is the public school system was formed at its inception so that children could learn to read the Bible. Amen. Yeah. And and now look at where the public school system has come with all of the evil that's being forced upon children these days. It's it's just not the way it was really ever intended to be. Yeah, amen. You know, I, I remember that the biggest problem we had in school was getting caught chewing gum. You know, if there was a fight, yes. Yes. it was usually between one or two people. You know, someone was pushing you around and you decide to fight back, you know. Yes. And, you know, yeah, I... I remember getting the paddle a few times, you know, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. being sent down to the principal's office a few more times, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but, you know, that was it. You know? it. It was. I remember, you know, in school, too, you know, kids would, you know, get a little wad of paper and put it in a straw and they, you know, do what we call spitballs. I you got know, my and- hand up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was that was the heavy trauma in yeah, a, in a classroom. Yeah, yeah. And you know, at that time, we, it was taken seriously. But the students respected the teachers. And right now, there isn't that discipline. The teachers can't discipline the kids. They can't tell them anything. And it's pretty much uh, a free for all. Mm-hmm. Where back in those days, I mean, if you were caught with gum or you know oh. spitball you you were in trouble and your parents were called and 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 look at how it's really changed today and and definitely not for the best yeah amen i remember having to stand facing the wall it stuck the gum just above your nose <laughs> so you had to stand on your tiptoes and put your nose on the gum you know and that's oh. that's where i had to stand for like 10 minutes or so i mean that's where somebody some people had to stand for like <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go some people <laughs> I was told. So, you know. <laughs> but yeah, and if they ever had to call home, oh, yes. I did not want to go home. <laughs> no, no, you were in trouble because the parents enforced it. Yeah. You know, they they said if the the teachers caught you doing those things, they honored what the teachers said, yep. and then you were you know reprimanded for for something like that. That's right, and I instill that in my kids when we go up to the, the you know conferences for the little kids and I, I give the teacher you go if they do something wrong go ahead and whip them call me when they get home i'll whip them too no nowadays they can't do that amen no you know when i was growing up some of my sunday school teachers in church were also teachers in my classes in the school system 
You know? So they? the values being passed along in Sunday school were also being mirrored in the classroom. And they don't have that today. Or if no. they do, it's secret, you know, I can't be a Sunday school teacher because some of my kids go to this class or something. It's, it's, it's completely flipped on its head. It, it is completely flipped on its head. And it's uh, such an abrupt change. You know, back when we were young, we would have never seen that this is the way that the world would have evolved and the way things have been with, you know, parents and children and schools and, you know, society in general. This is This is moving us towards the last days. Yeah, it really is. I remember, you know, Everything was closed on Sundays, at least at least till one or two o'clock in the afternoon. Absolutely. Uh, the grocery store didn't even open until 12 noon. You know? No, because they honored everybody being able to go to yeah. church in the morning. Yeah. And you better get your gasoline on Saturday because there was no gas stations open on Sunday. That is true. That is true. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. I also remember the cheapest price of gasoline was 19 cents a gallon, but that's for a different story. So. <laughs> I, as I remember is 25 cents. <laughs> <We're close. laughs> oh, praise the Lord. But you know, we are now in at least, I'm guessing the fourth generation of the reshaping of our educational system. Instead of teachers imparting wisdom and discipline and training up a child in the way they should go, we're teaching them today. There's no such thing as good or bad, right or wrong. There's no such thing as a girl or a boy. I know. know. And, and nobody would have ever thought our founding fathers would have never visualized it. They, they really set everything up so that the Bible was the foundation of our education system. And, and look at where we have come today. Yeah. It, it's um, it's not the same world, no. but we we need to take what we've learned and be able to give it back into society and teach them everything we can while there's, you know, while we're still here and we can get that information back to them. Yeah, amen. So to quote a chapter from your book, where do we go from here? <laughs> okay, so what we really need to do is to not let us be victims of what is going on, but to be able to take all of this and move forward. And so what I have come kind of developed is, is a process where this is for all families. You know, my, my emphasis is always my Christian foundation, but we're called to be salt and light to the world. And so the the latest book that I've written, it is Christian based, but it is not, um, only for Christians. It's really for everyone. There are scriptures, there are Christian quotes in it, but we need to take this to the world. And so what I think we where we need to go from here is to do something that I have as a, a three-phase process. One is to teach character to our children. So this can be taught to all children. When I taught the program called Character Club, it was through my church, but they were able to invite their friends. And we had a large group and a large group of kids that were not from our church, and they learned character. And so that kind of is what the Lord used, I think, as a foundation for me to learn how to teach character to kids. And so that's the first part, is we need to teach character. In my book, uh, I have an appendix that lists like 250 character traits. So there's plenty that you could look through and see what really applies to your family uh, and to the children in your life. And the other is to teach them life skills. And life skills are things that 
you know, we learned when we were younger, but it's not talked about really today. You can teach things like time management and money management and problem solving, decision making and things like that to kids. Um, I have started with my grandchildren who are younger and teaching them how to keep a planner and try to, you know, manage more what they're doing throughout the week. Um, they're younger. And then, you know, you can bring it down to, to like, you know, a planner as an adult would have, but teaching them those kind of things. And then the third part of that process is to be an example in their lives because children will mimic what you do. They're going to say what you say. If you hear a child who's swearing, it's because they heard it at home or from another adult. They didn't come up with that on their own. Um, but so you need to be that good example in their life. So if you're teaching them a character trait, say respect, you need to be respectful. They're going to watch you because if you're teaching them that, um, they're going to watch what you do and they will imitate what you do. And as Christians, we need to teach these things from a biblical perspective. So my my book is is in a lot of ways generic for everyone, but for Christians, turn to the scriptures um, yeah. and Amen. and find them. I have an online course that's that's on my website, and I do have scriptures. So everybody gets the scriptures for um, that particular topic that we have. But I think we we it's an, an opportunity for us to talk about a topic they can apply to their daily lives, yet have the biblical foundation for it. Amen. Amen. Let me ask you this. Why did you write this book, Teach Your Children Timeless Truths and Uncertain Times, and why at this time? What was the purpose in it? The Lord directed me to. So good answer. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it um it 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 actually started several years ago. And um and when the Lord in fact, all my books were directed by the Lord. I didn't come up with these topics or content. Um it, often the Lord will give me like a phrase or a sentence or an idea. And the first time, like my book God in schools, which became my doctoral dissertation, um, I had three words. And I sat at my computer long before I had even started Bible college. And I wrote those three words and I looked at them and it's like, Lord, what do you want me to do with it? Because it was, it came not in thought, but like, you know, in, in an instant, I knew those things. And you know, that's from the Lord then. And it evolved and evolved. And, and then I started Bible college and, and the timing was just such that that was being done as uh, I needed my doctoral dissertation, and uh, uh, my counselors were like, "This is what you need to write it on." And so every every book, including this one, was really directed by the Lord. Amen. So um, you know, so the content, you know, I didn't even like think of you know titles for the chapters or contents. I would sit down at the computer when I felt, you know, the Lord inspired me. Sometimes I would be, you know, sat like on a Saturday morning, and I'd hear, "Arise and write." It's like. Mm. Okay, I'm going to go sit in front of my computer. Lord, what is it now? What is what is it you want me to write? And so this book evolved out of that. And it surprised me some that it was, you know, like a book for everybody. But I kept, you know, returning to salt and light. You know, we need to be the salt and the light. And um, I, I, I really, I have like a, a scripture that I hold myself to. So anything that I write, um, I 
and this is out of James 3.17 in the MEV version, uh, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. So as I wrote everything in this book, as I would complete a chapter, I would look at this, this scripture and verify that I held myself to that standard in, in mm. writing it so that um, it, it was really from, from the Lord. Amen. Amen. I like one of the sections where you discussed make decisions. You know, as an officer in the Army Cavalry, I was taught and trained how to you know, gather as much information as possible in the time allotted. Sometimes it was, you know, you got 60 seconds to make a decision and sometimes you could plan a deep operation, but you mm-hmm. know, gather as much information as you could and, and make a decision. And go with it. You know, yes. General George Patton Jr. had a quote that I still use to this day. A good plan implemented now is better than a perfect plan tried later. And I lived according to that premise then and still do today. You know, I mean, making a decision to me, it's natural now because I've done it, you know, ever since I was 18 years old going in the army. And, you know, so I'll make a decision. It may not be the right decision, but I'm moving forward. You know, because yes. you can always adjust the battle as you move. But if you're sitting there and say, I need to do this, I need to start this radio station, but eh, I'll wait till tomorrow. You know, and then tomorrow is the next day and the next day and the next day. Let's do it. We'll do it now. And we're out there. Then we adjust, improve where we're weak. And you, know, you just adjust as you go, making a decision. That's not really taught today. It's like now their decision-making process is, am I going to upset anybody with this decision? That's correct. You know? Instead of whether or not the decision is right or wrong, will it accomplish the mission? It's like, but is it going to upset someone? You know? I know. How do you, you know, our children are not being taught to make decisions. Today. They're being taught to be influences in social media and public perception. How can we change this type of mindset? It's to teach them the skill of decision-making. There's a quote that I have in my book and and it's uh, from Tony Robbins. So he's, he's, um, you know, a speaker, a motivational speaker, but I like what he says. It is in your moments of decision that your destiny is shaped. Amen. Because, and, and that's really very, very biblical in nature. Um, we need to make decisions because if we don't, you just kind of hang on and you're affected by whatever change is occurring around you rather than being the the master of that change. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what you're talking about is really being that change maker, that decision maker. And your children need to see that. And they need to see um, that, you know, when you're confronted with a situation, you can think it through, balance it scripturally, and and make a decision. And um, and it isn't being taught today. It's just one of those life skills that we have lost over time. It's just become too fluid out there, you know. And just you know what happens happens, and whatever we're mm-hmm. affected by is what we're affected by. And it, it shouldn't be that way, you know. Jesus made decisions. Yep. Sure. We we need to make decisions. Amen. We do. Amen. And you share the adults need to become life coaches or mentors to our children. How yes. do we instill a desire for the adults to change if they've been instilled with this modern psychology of what we've been discussing? It's part of being that example. 
for them. If we can talk to uh, adults enough to get them to be a life coach or a mentor for their children, um, it'll, it'll kind of put them in line too, because they know they're being watched. So being a life coach or mentor, um, it's the top, the titles are very, very similar. So it's how the adult can best relate to it. Now, I didn't realize till maybe like 15 years ago, adults need coaches. You know, <laughs> I thought a coach was like for sports until I found myself needing a coach. And, uh, and, and I realized, you know, this is, this is really important. We need to do that. So if an adult feels better with the term coach, cause they can relate to like a sports coach. And now we're talking about, but you're going to teach life skills uh, instead. That's good. Um, others may be more comfortable with the term mentorship you know, being a mentor for someone. And there have been programs around for a while that, you know, adults can mentor children, but we're talking about mentoring within your own families here. And so that's really a different thing. You can still be a parent and grandparent or aunt and uncle or whatever relationship you are to the child. But in addition taking on the role of being a mentor. And so, um, uh, it, it's it's something totally different. So I've I've written um, an article on that, and uh, when I do my online course, uh, I I have a whole information packet that goes to them about what that really means, because it's a different mindset. You can still be the parent, but then you can sit down and have real discussion time with your children and your grandchildren uh, to show them things. You know, it's 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 more than just saying, well, you need to keep a, you know, a, a, a planner because you need to do time management or you need to keep a calendar. No, it's showing them. And that's really, so it's not a complicated process. It's just sitting down with the children to go through the process and really show them what it means. Amen. Would it be considered meddling if grandparents tried to instill these values into their children, especially if these values were not being mirrored by their parents, their teachers, or other people? Well, it has to be, you know, approved by parents. It's got to be, you know, the direction of the family. Now, if it's um, a family that isn't following Christian values, um, what the child may learn may be biblical or it may not be. But um, the parents have to guide the children because children, one of the things that's a gap today is children don't know what's expected of them. Yeah. You know, I don't think we as yeah. as adults are telling the children what's really expected of them. What they're getting is all this horrible stuff in schools with all this gender stuff, and they think that's what's expected of them. And we're falling down on our responsibilities to tell them what we expect. So if you're teaching, you know, a character trait as an example, let's say respect, the parents need to have a real dialogue with the children and say, this is what I expect you to do in this situation. And this is how I expect you to handle things in this situation. What do you do if someone is not respectful to you? Well, you still be respectful back, you know, and, and they need to, and that's that mentorship or that life coaching. It's really just ensuring that the your children know what those expectations are. Amen. Amen. Hey, folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's portion of an absolutely great interview with Dr. Christine Van Horn as we're discussing her most recent book, Teach Your Children Timeless Truths in Uncertain Times. 
I am really impressed by the content she shared from her book. I, I especially can relate to the fog of war that she described as impacting our children in public schools and, for that matter, in our society today. There is so much overwhelming their senses right now. Is it any wonder we're seeing them having problems in school and society as a whole? Folks, you need to order your copy of Dr. Christine's book, Teach Your Children Timeless Truths in Uncertain Times. She's even offering you 50% off if you click her website link to get this book today. I mean, this just may be the thing you need to help your children, or, or grandchildren for that matter, in the day and time in which we live. Just drop down the show notes, order your book right there. Amen? And be sure to come back for the conclusion of our interview in the very next episode. Praise God. Till then, this Pastor Bob reminds you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.